the more the market is aware of what digital marketing is, the less likely they are to go and seek out the wrong professionals to execute their presence. DigitalMarketingRadio.com The Big Interview with David Bain Why is digital marketing so great as most people? What are the best marketing tips for entrepreneurs? And what are the current new technologies that SMEs should pay attention to? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask my special guest today, Sharon Latour. Sharon, welcome to DMR. Thank you, David. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining me. Well, um, Sharon's CEO of a full-service marketing agency called Marketing B, specialising in small business marketing. And according to Startup Smart, she was one of the top 25 hottest entrepreneurs to watch in 2013. So Sharon, what are the biggest marketing challenges that small businesses are facing at the moment? Okay, so that's a great question, David. Um, from my perspective, the, the biggest gap that I can see at the moment in small business executing marketing very well and more specifically digital marketing, is that there's a big gap between what they do online and their actual business vision and business strategy. So what I mean by that is they would go out and seek out a web developer or someone to work with, but there's a, a big lack of connection between the actual business vision and what it is that they're actually working on. So I see a lot of people planning their social media presence or even their digital presence for their website or digital branding, that kind of thing, with no reference at all to what it is that they're actually planning to achieve within zero to three months, three to six months, and six to 12 months of their business. So I kind of see it as that being the biggest issue at the moment. Uh, the second biggest problem to me would be that we, unfortunately, in the last five years, we've seen a bit of a rise in, in a very under-regulated industry. So it's very easy nowadays for someone to go to a course for half a day or um, a couple of hours a week and to become a digital marketer without actually having strong commercial knowledge. So small business with itsy-bitsy uh, pieces of cash are going out there and, and seeking out the wrong professionals to execute their presence and their strategy. Mm. So that's kind of the two, the two main things that I see as, as a big gap in terms of how small business can benefit from, from the digital industry in general at the moment. So I guess it's tough for small businesses to go about making the decision of, of, of who to employ uh, to assist them with their digital marketing. Um, so does that mean that you think small business owners need to take on the mantle and actually start learning digital marketing a bit more effectively themselves? Or is there, pro is there a process that you can actually suggest for someone to choose the right consultant to help them? Okay, I think this, this question kind of addresses... Um, two answers really. The first part for me would be to um, see a bit of a self-regulation in the industry. What I mean by that is if the more the market is aware of what digital marketing is, the less likely they are to go and seek out the wrong professionals to execute their presence. So to answer your question, yes, to, to a very large extent, I do think that there's an educational component to this solution. Now the second the second um, tips that I, I might be happy to share in regards to uh, picking up a consultancy or picking up a person or someone to help you with your digital presence 
when you are a small business would be to actually take a lot of time to see to really see what this person has achieved in in the digital field if if people are still coding hard coding websites or doing things that are uh, using technologies that are from five or six years ago uh, clearly that person doesn't have the skills and the tools to be able to do what you need to do in in our digital space right now so two there are two components to this the the, the educational element but also the, the, the industry regulating itself. So I'm not sure whether that would be in a form of licenses or forms that, you know, um, that kind of sets the standard for what it is to be a digital marketer today. Uh, but I think that small business need to be a lot more aware and more educated about what it is to be a digital marketer and how to do it well and how to measure data and how to have a look at analytics and all that kind of stuff in order to make better choices in the professionals that they seek out to help them with their presence. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree with everything you're saying there. Um, I was actually um, offering SEO services to businesses way back in 2005. And, um, you know, I, I had a couple of um, clients, um, you know, qu quite happy with what I was doing for them. But in terms of building my business further, I found it quite challenging um, to keep on going because so many people were saying, well, we've seen adverts on the Internet. You can buy 100,000 links for $99. And I was having to explain to them no, you don't want to be doing that for your business. It's not great for your long term because of this and because of that. And um, I ended up get, get, getting into training because of that as well. And um, you know, tr training such an integral uh, part of it. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I agree that um, you've got to combine offering services with giving training as well, because um, it's, it's not appropriate um, to necessarily get businesses to do everything themselves, um, because um, obviously their focus generally should be on building their own business. Um, but it is important for them to understand the essentials of digital marketing when it comes to uh, managing it themselves, but also employing um, other people to assist them as well. And um, another thing that spring, uh, sprung to mind, actually, um, with regards to what you said there is um, uh, because you were talking about um, maybe getting industry recognized um, courses. And mm -hmm. um, you know, I've, I've got a bit of a strong opinion <laughs> on this. And that um, recently I've seen um, Google really um, take on the mantle a little bit and organized uh, courses themselves. Uh, and um, I don't like that. Um, I don't particularly like, um, you know, massive players um, with a reason to teach people their mm -hmm. own um, their own methods, but not um, the best way um, to do it or every single method. Um, it needs to be a, an independent group of people doing this that would all, will obviously, obviously teach people every single method and um, the impact of every single activity and not just tell people about certain things. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on this, David. I, I'm, I'm quite reluctant. Uh, in, in the era that we work in at the moment, us marketers, where you know things are, are moving very fast, um, Instagram sold out for a billion dollars um, and all these different things happen in the last 24 months. Um, for me, I don't see it as, um, as quite healthy for the industry to have courses going out, which are essentially a monopoly coming out from one big player on the market. I kind of see this as 
has been has been quite um, detrimental if I might say to the industry. Mm. Although they might really be helping us in terms of you know um, tech and and software and that kind of thing, but but I still think that this has to come from um, an organisation or a I'm not sure whether it would be government or it would be a separate organisation which has. Uh, strong connections with small business and that small business can trust and small business can be educated uh, by without having the need to actually push a, a particular type of software or a particular type of, of product. Um, I kind of feel that that's where we should be heading because nowadays it's way too easy to call yourself a, a marketer or digital marketer with um with absolutely no experience and no background in what you're doing absolutely and and another tragedy that I find is universities um, because i've I've spoken to quite a few students who have graduated quite recently uh, with marketing degrees and absolutely no decent knowledge of digital marketing and that's that's really sad yeah I, I'm not going to bash on my university but um, <laughs> but I kind of I kind of feel that you're absolutely right about this. I actually graduated with a law and marketing degree, and um, and it's quite interesting because uh, looking back at when I graduated, um, Facebook was going boom. It was way before the platform that we have now, but um, but everything was going really crazy, and everything was everybody was on there uh, all the time, and it was really starting to take off, and um, and it was not at all a part of my degree. Mm. So to me. I kind of look at it like we were probably three and a half years late on the actual market. So um, to catch up on that, yes, you're absolutely right. There is a need for um, universities and educational organisations to really catch up on the industry and to understand that this is where the world is going now. Um, there's a lot of modules on, from what I've seen anyway, on print, on traditional advertising, on um, you know um, TV and all that kind of stuff, which to me as a marketer is way overpriced now as real estate. But um, but I kind of feel like there is a need for us to um, have educational organisations out there who are um, on time and who are actually giving content that is up to date to future marketers going into the marketplace. Okay, now another challenge, um, because um, you've also said in the past that you consider di- digital marketing to be a bit great to most people. Um, so what do you mean by that and how can that actually be overcome? Okay, um, that's actually a, a really a, a real passion of mine. Um, the reason why I say that is um, you will have certain areas of our um of our industry that are very mysterious to people. It's almost like a walk on the dark side, right? So um, some of these some of these fields would include things like SEO or even web dev, and um, which are quite quite mysterious to most people, which makes them go out and make really bad decisions about their purchasing decisions for their business. So what I mean by that is that. Um, there, there is a uh, due to the, the industry being underregulated. There's a lot of noise out there about different practices, like what you've just talked about before. Um, there's a lot of noise about SEO. There's a lot of noise about web development. There's a lot of noise about you know executing digital campaigns, uh, which which means that because there's no actual standard that people can refer to, unless you're very educated on the subject, um, it becomes an area where people feel. Um, I, the words that I've heard before from the people that I've spoken to are frustration, confusion, uh, being left in the dark, not knowing what what needs to be done. And I kind of feel like 
Um, although nowadays we use platforms every day, whether it's in the form of you know Twitter or Facebook or um, or our own websites, I still think that small business owners uh, are quite unsure about how to navigate the digital marketing era and what it is that they have to do and what it is that is considered good standard compared to practices that are that are quite shady if I might say like you mentioned before like the the backlink page with a thousand a thousand backlinks on there which which I've seen agencies do till now mm. so um so yeah that's kind of how I see it in my head is that there, there's a lot of um there's a lot of confusion around what is good digital marketing and and what is good execution in general so do you think the solution is just just better education for people who have to have the campaigns run for their businesses yeah, absolutely. I think there should be um, the number one point would be us as as the good agencies on the market that are trying to do the right thing should really seek out to educate their market about about what it is that we do. The second thing would be to regulate the industry uh, a lot more than what it is. And the third thing is do uh, having having marketing and digital marketing be set out in the same way you would seek out an accountant. So if as a business you don't seek out. A, a, an average accountant, right? Most people wouldn't want that. They would want a good accountant. Mm. So in that same kind of way, there needs to be a shift in the actual perception of the industry to realize that nowadays digital marketing is kind of the window to your business, right? So you would you don't want a bad window or a shady window or a window that's not done well. You would want that to be the, the type of recognition, the type of credibility, the type of uh, work that is being seeked out by um, by businesses for an accountant is a similar type of uh, standard they should set for digital marketing as well. No, I, I completely agree that um, the standards need to be a lot better. Um, I think my only concern with what you're saying there is um, when you talk about regulation, um, the quality of the, I don't know, government or uh, other organisation conducting um, the regulation to ensure that um, everyone hits these standards um, how would those regulation standards be set and how would they be kept be ensured to be kept up to date really I think that a lot of this David from my perspectives come from there's a big um, there's a big disconnect between um, what between government and organizations and actual industry this is where I see the problem I kind of see it as there's a need for industry people that are achieving great amazing things in their in their area whether that's SEO or, or um, web development or digital in general to be to be um, to be in contact with the organizations that are actually um, out there telling small business about about our topics of interest so I see that there needs to be a bit of a of a merge between the two and what what I think could make big progress in the events that we run, in the way the industry is regulated, is actually having external boards of advisors in the form of CEOs that are in the industry, uh, um, people that have achieved great things online. Um, those people, thought leaders, if I might say, those people should really be the people advising the industry as to all the government or organizations as to what needs to be done in order to make the industry better. Mm. It's certainly a challenge. <laughs> 
Um, it is. So, yes. so um, what about um, uh, going back now towards um, an entrepreneur, um, just really getting sure. started for the first time, maybe l- l- launching their their first business? Um, so perhaps trying to do a few things themselves. Um, what are a few tips that you could offer them to get started in the right way? For me, the cornerstone of this, and this is something I deal with on an everyday basis, is really to to have to start to reverse engineer things a little bit. So to really start with a strategy. So to really deeply understand who your customer actually is and where this person hangs out, what is their their behavior online, and to really take a fair bit of time to observe that and to actually understand it. I think that nowadays a a big problem with um, entrepreneurs seeking out to um, to go and execute a digital presence or branding is that everybody's too impatient in many ways. Um, everybody's looking for quick return on investment, quick fix strategies um, that, oh, I'm going to put my business online and within a month I'm going to make, you know, $30,000. It doesn't work that way. Um, I think that social, digital, um, to an extent, it requires a fair bit of patience, testing, experimenting, and really trying you know, getting that minimum viable product right. So from my perspective, uh, the, the two best tips that I would, I would give out to someone would be number one, to really define who your ideal customer is. Um, there is no point talking to everybody and not having key messages that are so well defined that they actually speak to your target market the best. So that would be the number one thing that I would do is to sit down and probably do an, an ideal customer avatar or to do, um, you know, to, to seek out a period of observation online where I actually really understand how the market works. Um, the second thing from that would be uh, to really define what it is that I want to put out there as a business. So whether that's uh, them deciding that they want to invest money in a website or invest money in social media or you know getting good branding online, um, I would see it as a starting point would be to really clearly define your business vision from the start. Whether you want to execute this on different platforms after that is perfectly fine. But I'd actually keep some advertising dollars or some marketing dollars, I should say, um, towards executing a good digital presence from the start. I see too many businesses go on a shoestring budget, start a website that really damages their presence for the first year of being in business, where that money could have been invested towards getting a good website or getting a good strategy from the start and reaping the benefits of higher leverage um, that that first year of starting out. So I see that the same way you would put money aside for an accountant is the same way you should probably put money aside to get a good presence started from the start. Okay, so um, define your customer and define your business vision. But what about technologies? What, what are the current new technologies that SMEs should pay attention to? Okay, so in terms of really, I'm, I'm just going to talk to talk to to. to um, to you about the business, the the basic business owner who is essentially just starting out and who's trying to to get themselves online. Um, the the technologies that I would have a look at is um, I, I'm all about solving problems. So my my approach to things is very pragmatic. So my first thing I would say is in order for you to avoid having a website that would um, that would cause you problems or that you would have to pay someone quite a high fee on an hourly basis to kind of 
you know, get the website updated, that kind of thing, the first thing I would look at would be open source technologies. So I would be looking at a WordPress or Magento, depending on whether you're an e-commerce or you're just an information-based website. But I would really pay attention to platforms of that nature in order to make sure that I have a website that I can manage myself and that is, um, you know, optimized for a good web presence that is done properly and that is not hard-coded, which would mean that you would need to spend an absolute fortune getting that website updated over time, which is a, a trap that I see a lot of small business fall in because they don't know what to ask for. So open source technology would be the first thing that I would look at. The second thing would be most small business, when they first start out, um, try to get themselves on social media. So that's kind of the first thing that they, they seek out uh, to do well. Uh, some of them do it very well. Some of them are quite confused. So my, my two platforms that I probably look at in terms of technology uh, would be pagemoto.com uh, is an actually really, really good social media software to publish good content that is, that is designed properly, that gives you go, good call to action. Um, so I'd look at pagemoto as a first starting point to design visual content and I would also look at platforms like probably Buffer would be one of them and Hootsuite um, to try and manage multiple platforms at a time and to have a good level of analytics going out and it goes without saying that I'd be looking at platforms like you know obviously uh, Google Analytics would be really important for you to keep an eye on on your presence and, and how you're performing. Um, those two would be the possibly the most important uh, platforms that I would look at from a from a, a setting up perspective. Um, the second, the third thing from that would be to have all of this software on your phone so that you're comfortable posting online, updating your website, um, doing all that kind of thing on the go, which is what something that is very important to small businesses to be agile and to be flexible. And, um, and being able to do this on your phone, on your iPhone or um, on your tablet um, is actually really important so that you get one-on-one -on -one marketing with your market, so you're, you're actually marketing when you're going to events, um, when you're meeting up with people, when you're going to networking events, that kind of thing, being able to do this on the go at any time that is required. Okay, well, I think that's a lot of great tips there. So that certainly segues us um, quite nicely into the second section of our discussion, um, starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. So you've um, provided a lot of great tips already in terms of what software you'd recommend uh, businesses to use. Um, but what about yourself? Um, what bit of software are you actively using at the moment that um, you just couldn't live without at all? Okay, so... Um, so um, I'm I'm gonna give you examples of how I manage a lot of my digital presence and how I manage a lot of my digital execution on a on a daily basis, which would be quite interesting. So, um, a lot of what I do is um using I use Hootsuite a fair bit for my social media presence, not so much for automation because I do believe that. There's too many businesses out there who are automating everything all the time, mm. and there's no real engagement, and there's no real, um, there are no real conversations actually happening in the marketplace. So, but I use mine to kind of keep an eye on my platforms and to see, you know, how we've performed and what what conversations we've pushed out there. So I do use Hootsuite for social media management quite a bit. Um, I also use. Um, Evernote and Clinchpad a fair bit for idea creation. 
So what I mean by that is actually record a lot of my ideas and note down a lot of my ideas on my phone and then have someone transcribe this for me because I can't be writing 24-7. It's just too, too time-consuming. Mm. So um, so I do a lot of that work as well uh, just on the go on my phone. So I might be in the car or I might be, um, you know, at a cafe and I use um, and I use Clinchpad and Evernote a fair bit to have my ideas set out so that I can then go out you know, and transform this into a quote card or um, into a post on Facebook or into a tweet. So I do a fair bit of that. And, um, and, I, and I have to say I possibly could not leave um, without having page manager for Facebook on my phone. So um, that's a piece of software that I use all the time. Because our work in terms of digital marketers is quite visual, Facebook has been really successful for us um, to be able to push content out, which actually shows the skills that we have, whether that's informal content or content that is actually showing what we've executed in the past. Um, I could not leave without it. <laughs> I need to be on it all the time. And, um, and I'm actually, uh, my guys actually probably need to tie up my two hands um, to prevent me from answering questions on that page every day. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I've um, conducted about 30 interviews so far for Digital Marketing Radio, and I think that's probably the most comprehensive answer for that one. <laughs> oh, okay, great. That's great. I'm winning. <laughs> I wish I would have. So I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Great question. Um, so coming from a, okay, you need to understand a little bit about more about myself first in order to get the put put this um this answer in context. Um, I actually come from uh, I so I did my law and marketing degree. From that, I went and had a corporate career for nine months. Right, most terrible days of my life. Um, and and what's really interesting about that is I was kind of molded to think a certain way about marketing which means that even myself as a marketer with the skills that I have now, it took me a good six months uh, to remove, to um, re-engineer my brain about how marketing works. And, and the number one thing that I wish I did not do when I first started was spent so much money on traditional advertising in the form of print and um, just like business magazines and that kind of thing. Uh, because I do think that they don't give you, uh, I think that they do give you return on investment. I'm not saying that we need to discard those methods entirely. Um, but I'm saying when you first start out and you have tiny pieces, tiny bitsy pieces of cash, as I like to call it, um, I think that there's better methods out there to advertise. And there's better methods out there now to do one-on-one marketing and one-on-one conversations with your market rather than spend money on traditional real estate so that's one thing i wish i didn't do when i first started right okay so i presume that you would advise businesses to start off with something like google adwords or facebook advertising and pinpoint their exact market segment absolutely so i would i would say that everything that a business needs to do uh, whether that's them employing someone or getting someone on board to help them with that or them trying to do do it themselves uh, is to look at data you can't you can't measure return on investment. You know, the same way people say to me, Sharon, why do you think I should be on LinkedIn? Uh, I don't know, a billion users. Um, and I think that um, people, we've been, we've been taught for a very long time to look at traditional real estate as being, you know, the god of everything, billboards, uh, flyers, that kind of thing. Uh, I don't know about you, but I haven't looked at a billboard for a long time because I'm on my phone mm. in the car. 
or um you know i might be on my phone when i'm walking past so i'm actually not paying attention mm. so um marketing like it's 2014 and marketing where people are now rather than where they were 10 years ago best advice i've ever received what's the best piece of digital marketing advice that you've ever received from someone else um to pay more attention to data and um and i think that that's that's essentially where we're heading i think that marketing is going to become more and more personalized in a, in in the next few years um you're going to send out a tweet saying that you know you need a pair of blue shoes with yellow spots and nike will send you a pair of shoes at home um that's where we're heading with google glass with all that kind of stuff um all the technology going out we're we're heading towards really um really personalized marketing and we can see that with retargeting already we can see that with um you know a lot of the technology that's going out there so best advice given to me and best advice that i can pass on to people is definitely pay more attention to data the this or that round okay so that takes us on to the this or that round which is the quick response round 10 quick questions try not to think up the answer too much i'm just looking for your gut okay. reaction okay we'll start off here with email or twitter twitter audio or video um both Affiliates or display advertising? Affiliates. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one relations? One-on-one. Paid search or SEO? Uh, SEO. Email contact form or telephone number? Both. <laughs> Website or app? depending on the kind of business you're in um website to start with social subscriber or email subscriber social and local marketing or global marketing both <laughs> a lot of boats there <laughs> okay let's go straight on to the $10,000 question if i was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single digital marketing activity what would you spend it on and how would you measure success I would spend it on 10,000 that's a lot. Um I would probably I'll just give you 1,000 if you want. <laughs> oh no 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 give me back my 9,000. Um I would essentially spend probably spend most of it or a majority of it on starting a really good um YouTube channel and a really good online show. Online show Because, right okay. Yeah. The the reason for this is that um there's there's a there's a the market the different markets that you know digital marketers um deal with at the moment whether that's corporates whether that's small business we're craving for that one-on-one contact with thought leaders people want more access right so i kind of see it as youtube being or, or whether it's youtube or vines or vimeo being the ideal platform to do that so to actually put a face to the voice of a business to be able to give real life advice and um you know in a timely manner I would definitely and and people who have done this very successfully whether that's Mary Folio or you know Gary Vaynerchuk um people like that have have had massive exposure and have had massive um you know charisma uh, being put into the market which in return make makes them become um absolute thought leaders in their area So yeah, I would probably spend a, a majority of what you've just um offered very kindly <laughs> um to uh, towards yeah, video marketing and 
and doing that very well. Okay, so it's all about building up your name as a personal brand rather than your business name. Um, I think that they work together. I think that the stronger the first one is, the the better business you're going to have. Um, systems and scaling and all that kind of stuff comes um, logically to a business owner, but um, the current the currency right now in the market in terms of one of one one on one marketing and strong digital marketing is thought leadership and personal branding and doing that very well and doing pe- giving people access to yourself, giving people access to your thought, your knowledge, your expertise. So I see this as the foundation of people can, can copy systems, people can copy brands, they can all that all that can be done, um, you know, depending on who's got the highest dollar. But actually copying a person, their charisma, their thought leadership their, um, you know, their opinions about things, it's not something you can do. So I see this as a cornerstone of a really strong digital presence. My number one takeaway. Well, Sharon, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? I would say that the number one takeaway is care more. Um, care more. Um, invest invest more time to understand the technologies out there and the education um, that needs to happen and don't don't neglect um, what your digital presence can do for you don't don't underestimate what can be done in the online world and um, definitely take more time to care and be patient and execute better Wonderful. Well, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time, your focus and your willingness to give back. Thank you so much, David, for having me. Well, no, yeah, thanks for joining us. What, what was the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do? So you can you can actually contact us um, via our website, which is marketingbeard.com.au or, um, or more informally, which I'd actually prefer, on um, Twitter, which is at marketingbeaus, so Oz. And um, also on Facebook, which is um, facebook.com slash marketingbee. They can also easily find me on LinkedIn and ev- I-, I would think nearly every single platform out there. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Sharon. Pleasure, David. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today on Digital Marketing Radio. Remember, you can get every interview before it's published as a podcast, delivered as a weekly digital magazine automatically to your tablet or smartphone. And that's for Apple or Android. Just go to digitalmarketingradio.com for links to where you can subscribe and join the rest of the Digital Marketing Radio posse. Catch you again soon. Digital Marketing.